Good morning, happy Sunday, uh, or whatever day you're listening to this. I tend to try to post these on Sundays and record them on Sundays. I love Sunday morning. I get up, it's quiet, it's peaceful, it's the first day of the week. Shout out to Quentin Anderson, wherever you are, for teaching me that. Quentin was a wonderful fitness instructor I had at Orange Theory. Funny story about Orange Theory, the co-founder, Ellen Latham, was my Pilates instructor (laughs) when I was in medical school, and I did not know that for a long time. Um, I don't go to Orange Theory anymore. I think it's a really lovely place for people who need a start or are connected to that community, but as with everything I find in life, the connection with the instructor is really the key element for me in any kind of situation at all. (laughs) And um, I had a great connection, have a great connection with Quentin. We still follow each other on Instagram. So he's up in San Francisco making it happen. And I always want to send him a lot of love and light. He's just a phenomenal human being. So moving on from there, I had a really great week at work. And I don't have a lot of history with great weeks at work. I currently work a couple places. One of them I've recently resigned from and have recently taken a job with the San Diego County Mental Health Department working in their emergency psychiatric services. So I'll be starting that in November. I'm excited about that. That's something I really enjoy doing. And I also work at the San Diego County Jail, which is honestly something I do enjoy. Uh, i probably not a lifer there, but I do enjoy it very much. And part of the reason I'm bringing that up is because my teacher of the moment came from one of my patients slash an inmate at the San Diego County Jail. And he was a lovely man. I know that's maybe something that people have a hard time (laughs) wrapping their head around, but it's very interesting working in a jail. You have a lot of dynamics going on. We have inmates slash prisoners. We have inmates who are mentally ill who are prisoners. We have deputies of all walks of life. We have non-sworn staff, they call them, which are kind of like uh, the military equivalent of a civilian. They are not peace officers. They are not in any way trained in any of the things that require you to be a deputy or a law enforcement person. And, you know, we have medical staff there, and it's just a very interesting place to work. I've managed to repeatedly find very interesting places to work. So the program I work for specifically there is a competency program, meaning the inmates are incompetent to stand trial or have been found incompetent to stand trial by reason of mental illness. And my job there is to provide the medication management in order to help them get competent to stand trial. So one of my, I've had a lot of really genuinely good human beings that I've worked with there who just have had terrible life circumstances and you know, the stories that you hear once they do come back to reality. I would say 60 or so percent of them are legitimately extremely mentally ill. The others have more of what we call a characterological or personality disorder. We'll probably talk talk a lot about that in this podcast because there's something that I feel is more common than a lot of my colleagues and peers and feel that they cause more dysfunction and are using up more resources and the healthcare system and other ways. But 
to stay on track, because I am sometimes a little tangential, this particular gentleman, when he came in, I, I honestly don't think he's mentally ill. I think that he has learned ways to behave to get what he needs meant over the course of his life due to his circumstances. He was from an extraordinarily large family. He was one of literally many, many, many children. I, I can't say too many details because of legal things, and it's unfortunate in some ways because it would be far more impactful, I think. I think people would kind of see the whole situation very differently if you could give some of the details. But the point that I'm making today is he was very energetic and he was very elevated when he came in to the point that, you know, I common terms I hear sometimes are, you know, you're coming at me hot. You're coming at with all that emotion. You're coming at me with all that energy. And when people come at us with a lot of emotion, a lot of energy, it is not, I mean, it's very uncomfortable. And I know that I have been that person. I have very intense emotions. The older I've gotten, the better it's gotten. But it's something that I've had to really work on throughout my life. And this particular gentleman was an extreme example of what that intensity can bring out in others. It's it's not about him. Most of the time, the way people react to us is not so much about us, but about them and what that brings up for them and how they are what is evoked or provoked in them the emotion so I think this is a nice segue to talk about after the last episode because in episode two I talked about what it means to show up and after the fact I almost re-recorded it but I'm like no I think I did what I needed to in that and hopefully enticed people to keep listening but it's how you present yourself. How do you show up? How do you present? How do you look to other people? How do you hold your space? How do you present in that moment? How are you present in that moment? And I try to explain things in multiple different ways because I think it's really challenging how we use our language. And that is a topic all its own, probably for a podcast far more than 10 to 15 minutes, but I watched this man and I heard his story and how many times he's been assaulted and how many people on the, the they call them modules, that they're housed in, in their cells and their little cohort that they put them together were very averse to him and how they didn't really receive him well when he was extremely energetic, extremely elevated. And once he started to come down, he was very easy to work with, very pleasant. I mean, he was still a little quirky like all of us, but just a really enjoyable person. But we talked a lot. He and I talked a lot about how people perceive him and how what it's like to have someone come at you with all of this emotion and all of this energy and this charge and this intensity. And you could kind of see the light bulbs coming on. I'm learning more and more that, you know, these people are not as educated as I am. And it's it's hard for them. Sometimes it's hard for us to communicate. And it's been a very good exercise for me to be more aware of that and be more mindful of that. I listen to a podcast the other day that the average American reads at a seventh grade level and the Americans in that jail are not average and I am not average and we're kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum 
makes it challenging sometimes. So I just want to put out there today the lesson that I learned. And there are a few people that I have ever met that are as intense as I can be. <laughs> but it was important for me to understand and and see that people don't always know what to do when emotions are intense, when presentation is intense, when you show up in a way that is intense. And it's scary for them. Most of us, when we're walking down the street, if we see a schizophrenic person or a mentally ill person or a homeless person, we go the other way. Why is that? Is it just because of the way they look or is there something more to it? So much of our communication is nonverbal and I pose that it is much more, there are many more things to that than just us seeing someone who we perceive as homeless. But they choose to show up that way. And I know the days that I wear a hat and a hoodie, I am intending for people to stay away from me. I don't want to be engaged with others those days. And the days that I put on my makeup and put on my fancy clothes and put on my fancy clothes, by the way, means not leggings at this point in my life. I am perceived very differently and I present myself very differently and I behave very differently and... It's all about how you want people to perceive you, how you want people to see you. There's just a lot of exchange there, and the more I'm talking, the more depth I realize is here, and the more we could continue, I could continue to go on and on and on. But for now, I think that's enough, and I'm hoping that everyone just kind of thinks about how they show up, how they hold their space, how they are in that moment, how they present themselves to others, how they present themselves to the world. So thank you for listening. I'm really excited that this is actually up now. I put it up yesterday. Again, I don't always know when this is going to go on iTunes. It's on Anchor right now. Uh, It'll be on Spotify and Google Play and some others as well. And again, you can always contact me with any topics that you want to delve into. And if I don't know, I will find out at Dr. Jennifer Haley. That's D-R-J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-H-A-I-L-E-Y at gmail.com or at my website, JenniferHaley.com. Again, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-H-A-I-L-E-Y.com. I have some pretty exciting offerings up on my website. I'm going to be in business fairly soon and taking people to mentor and work with. I did also want to add that I intended for this third podcast to be a little bit about nutrition, but just felt the inspiration and the need to talk about this very important teacher that showed up in my life in the most unexpected way. I really believe we can learn from anybody at any time in any situation. So look out for those opportunities because they are there and they will enhance your life. But the next topic will be nutrition and a little bit about quote unquote how to eat. I get that question a lot and I'm not sure that I even know how to eat and I don't think anybody can tell you how to eat. But I do know there are some places out there that can really help get you started. So for now, thank you. Have a great day. Enjoy your week. And I will be talking to you soon. Take care.